You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. Okay, today we have a beauty and fashion expert, so I really tried to put my best feet forward, or fashion forward today, but I've got Emily Foley here. She is a freelance writer. Her articles have been published in a lot of things. You probably have even read one of her articles, and you may have not even known it, but she's been published in Allure, Glamour, O. The Oprah Magazine, you heard of her, yeah. (laughs) Marie Claire, AmericanWayBrides.com, and Refinery29.com. And she's interviewed all kinds of celebrities, from Oscar nominees, Grammy, reality show winners, um, so many different people. And she's also, um, she's a lifestyle expert, beauty, fashion, all kinds of stuff. And she appears on Atlanta & Company, a local show here. Uh, The Better Show, which is a national show, right? Nationally syndicated show. Um, the Weather's Channel's AMHQ. Did I say that right? It is, yes. With like, Sam Champion. Yeah. AM headquarters, AMHQ, Ah, yeah. gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and Coffee with America, which is also here in Atlanta. So, Emily, welcome Thank to the you, podcast. Thank you, Heidi. You were making me sound so much cooler than I actually you am. Are totally, <laughs> so thanks. You are totally cool. And Emily and I kind of go back a long ways. It's so crazy. We just threw mutual friends. I think we kind of met and we've stayed in touch and... And then I've just followed along with her and gotten a lot of beauty advice from her. And I have to say, before we even get into the grid of it, Emily, one of your recommendations has been the best thing for me this year. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. What? So, okay, I'm probably going to butcher the name. But I just call it the the, the <laughs> beauty brush blender. I don't think that's oh. the actual thing. Oh. But it's the mechanical yes. one. yes. For foundation. Oh my gosh! Now I'm drawing a complete blank. I use it every single day. Uh, I will. I will <laughs> link up to it from your website. Blend smart. Blend smart. Blend smart. The That's blend smart it. Brush. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad you're using that. I love it. I told my brother that you had recommended it, and he got it for me for Christmas. Like, oh my hello, gosh. good brother, right? Seriously. Um, and y'all, the founder of that is in Atlanta as well. Carol no. Martin. Yes, Carol. She comment on my podcast. Girlfriend. She's freaking amazing. It, it is incredible. So what it is for everyone that's listening is it's this, it's this foundation brush, but you just press this button and it like turns, right? So you just like, I just put like some dots of foundation on my face and then I turn on my little brush and I just like go to town and it feels so good. And then it just evenly puts the foundation it on It makes your you face. feel like a makeup artist. It's incredible. And I literally was just telling Heidi how pretty her skin looked. So. Uh, it's, thank you, Blend Smart. It, it is amazing. So, anyway, so you are in a treat in for a treat today because Emily Foley has some a lot of other great tips for us. You actually just did a segment on spring beauty products. I did. Um, so, can you share some of your picks with us today? I can. So, spring is really hard because it's getting warmer during the days, but it still can be cold at night. And so in general, I feel like spring can be the hardest time for our skin because skin actually likes balance. It likes the same temperature and the same type of water. So one thing that's really important is starting to exfoliate if you're not already. Mm. Exfoliating in spring is really, really good. You want to kind of get rid of all of that gross winter dry skin and also just kind of help your skin along to get ready for the warmer temperature, the more sun that most of us typically get in spring and summer. And another thing is to add vitamin C in. Vitamin C is great all around. It's really good for brightening. And I struggle with adult breakouts. And I really feel like um, I use it every single day. And I feel like it just helps heal everything faster. 
So kind of whatever your ailment is, vitamin C, just like you would take it internally, it kind of just helps your skin heal faster. So I feel like that is really, really good for spring. And also, if you're not already using SPF, now. <laughs> Do it now. Use as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. How often should we be exfoliating? It depends on your skin. Okay. If you have sensitive skin, you need to be a little easier. You can over exfoliate. And there's also two types of exfoliating. There's physical exfoliating, which is grainy stuff. And then there's also chemical exfoliators like AHAs and glycolic acid and that sort of thing. Um, oh. I know. <laughs> oh. There's a lot. Well, but see. I would say start with once a week if you're not doing it. And then if your skin is responding really well, totally bump it up to two times a week. Okay. I do it more than that because my skin is used to being beaten. <laughs> it takes a beating. It has so many things that I'm really, but you know, I've worked up towards that. I, right. I exfoliate three times a week at this point. Well, and you get all these different beauty products to try, right? So your skin is always like, oh, what's new today? It is. And that's part of the reason why I do have breakouts is because like I said, skin really does love consistency and mine gets not a ton. So it's sometimes, even if it's a great product and it's something I would recommend because I've switched over so quickly, sometimes my skin freaks out a little bit. Yeah. And you, like I said, you get a ton of beauty products. So I'm so curious, what has been like one of the products that you're like, okay, cannot live without, must have, seriously, don't steal this from me. I will beat you up. Totally. This is one <laughs> that I have literally, I just started using this, I mean, years ago. I just saw it in Ulta or Sephora, wherever, and bought it. And it's the Benefit Bad Gal Mascara. And there's different ones now that they have like different iterations of the Bad Gal, but it's the original one. It does not matter how many mascaras I try, how many different brushes I try. I love that one the best. I want big, va-va-boom, nice full lashes. And this is a great formula for it. And the brush lends itself to that. It's like a big brush that grabs all of your lashes, and it's. I literally cannot find a mascara I love more. That is great, and I have a hard time finding mascara too, for sure. And this I, one's just perfect. Yeah. I, I, it is. It's my thing. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so let me. Out of all the things that you've tried, I'm sure, and even growing up, I mean, we've all had these beauty blenders. I'm so curious to know yours, but I want to first tell you mine. <laughs> I can't wait. I love it. Okay, so you know, obviously, if anyone has seen my picture, you know that I'm naturally. <laughs> curly hair. So this happened probably around middle school because that was a time, uh, I think that was still, uh, maybe it was coming out of the 80s anyways. And so all of my friends had this straight, beautiful hair. So they would do the big poofy bangs. So I'm like, hello, I want to be in style. So I'm going to do the big poofy bangs. I kid you not, it's like, it looked like one of those bird's nests, but not like the pretty cartoon bird's nest, but like a legit bird's nest that you find out in nature that you're like, oh my gosh, I am scared about what is inside there that I may not know. Now here's the question though. Did you think they looked amazing at the time or did you hate them right away? I honestly don't know. There, there is there is a photo evidence, though. We just talked about this before. There is photo evidence at my home, like growing up, because we did the family pictures. And there is one of me with those bangs. And I'm like, can we just take this down at this point? Can we please? I would rather not relive this because I don't know what on. I was thinking. Yeah. I love it. So what is yours? Mine is, and I know other people have this as well. Um, mine is definitely overplucked eyebrows. Um, But it wasn't just that they were, I didn't have the rainbows. I didn't have like the cute 90s Drew Barrymore in style rainbows. First of all, it wasn't the 90s. It was seven years ago. I look back to the pictures from when my daughter was born. So, you know, we're in the hospital and it's these gorgeous pictures. And literally, I can't see my beautiful firstborn child. 
I can't see my glow. I see these heinous eyebrows. And I think, who told me that was okay? Why did I think I look okay? What is happening? They were total tadpoles. Oh my gosh. Because I didn't, I thought they had the right shape, but they were really hooked and the front was big and the bottom was little and it was a disaster. Oh my gosh. That was before I talked about beauty on TV, I will also add. I fixed them before I started going on TV. <laughs> That's awesome. Your your brows look amazing now, though. Thank you. They look they incredible. They have been rehab. Thank you. It's microblading. I will Ugh. sing the praises of that all day long. But they look fantastic. Every time you do an Insta story, I'm like, gosh, her brows look freaking Thank amazing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Microblading all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a mom to two little kids. They're so adorable. Thank you. Uh, you're a wife. You are a working professional. I mean, you you juggle so much. Do you have any advice to people that may be trying to juggle, you know, similar things, maybe not exactly, but kids and work and wife and house and everything? I have anti-advice. Okay. (laughs) The opposite of wise words. And this is something I can't remember who it was now, but it was a magazine editor years ago. I read that she had said this and it seriously has stuck with me so long and it has helped me. And what she said and what I now say to people is the idea of work-life balance or work-family balance is false and that we keep chasing this idea and it's not possible. It's not going to be balanced. If you have a really amazing family day and you're having great quality time and you're spending time with your husband, you're spending time with your kids, work is suffering because you're not doing work. If you're having an amazing day and you're nailing all your deadlines and you're getting all this work done, you're probably going to have a little bit of a guilt because you didn't make a homemade dinner or you didn't sit down and read with your kids or whatever. And the idea of having that balance every day, what you want to do is have kind of balance overall. Okay, so today I feel guilty because I didn't do normal bedtime, whatever. We had a babysitter. I had a work thing. Tomorrow, I'm going to make sure that I say I love you two extra times to my kids. (laughs) Make sure you get that book read to them and know that, okay, you might have to stay up a little late to catch up on work. And so it's more, I feel like we want it to be every day and every moment feel like it's balanced and it's not balanced because the bottom line is it's chaos and something is suffering if something else is, is moving forward. And if you are paying attention to one thing, you're not paying attention to something else. So, um, you know, it's just kind of getting to the point where you feel at the end of the week, okay, I feel good about what I have gotten done on both sides of the coin. But every day there isn't balance and you have to cut yourself slack, Hmm. which I mean, of course, I'm preaching to myself there because it's so easy to say I should have done X, I should have done Y. Um, And you just have to cut yourself some slack and surround yourself by good people, have a great support group. So when you're beating yourself up, they can say, no, (laughs) you're doing a great job on whatever front because it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel, um, I mean, especially with beauty and fashion, do you ever feel pressure? Like, I mean, do you feel like you can go out to the grocery store and just, if if you just went to in sweats and yoga pants or whatever? It's so funny that you should say that Um, because my daughter's at a new school this year and I actually told my husband that I really didn't want people there to find out what I did for a living (laughs) because I would like to be able to drop her off and pick her up 
looking like a total scrub. (laughs) And I knew as soon as people found out there would be that standard and that expectation. And something I do on Instagram is I am all about realness and I want, because I feel like there's so much, at least with it's, it's better with stories, but with people's feeds, it's perfect all the time. And I really, really try to not be perfect because I'm not and I want to be real with my audience and I appreciate that back in return. So with that, but sometimes I do think like, oh, am I really about to record myself looking like this? And I just psych myself up a little bit and I do it because I know I appreciate that so much from other people and people tell me the same thing from me. I appreciate the fact that you have dark circles under your eyes and that you haven't washed your or brushed (laughs) or fixed your hair in any way in the past three days. And, And so I do think that the... I feel a ton of pressure and it is very hard, especially in real life versus on Instagram because there are filters on Instagram (laughs) that I can utilize. (laughs) But I do. But I just try overall um, to be a really authentic person and to be really real. And I just tell, you know, I tell people, yes, I do that for a living. And yes, I know that (laughs) I look Mm -hmm. like a scrub, but this is, you know, this is it. But I totally, I mean... I don't wear real sweatpants now. I wear kind of cute yoga pants. I do very much feel like (laughs) there's a certain expectation and I try to meet Mm -hmm. it a little bit. Yeah. It just makes you so much more relatable, though, because, (laughs) I mean, right? Perfection isn't something that we can attain. And but we want to. I mean, I know when I watch your stories about, you know, beauty or fashion or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, I want to implement that into my own life. But you don't make it feel like there's no way I can implement that into my own life. <laughs> well, thank because, you. Because, you know, there's just no way I could do that every day. And I don't. You know? And that's the thing about beauty is I feel like beauty in general has such a bad rap and people think of it as being superficial and not important. But I really believe that, I mean, mascara can change lives. I have that on a bio <laughs> on a website somewhere. And it can because if you feel good about yourself, then you're going to be the best version of yourself. You're going to be the best employee, the best entrepreneur, the best mother, the best wife. And I'm sorry, I feel really good about myself if my eyelashes pop a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I look prettier. And, you know, that's a whole nother topic is, okay, do, you know, the pressures of society and why we feel that way. But the bottom line is, if you feel good about yourself, you are a better version of you. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to provide that to women. I love being able to say, hey, this might help you not have those dark circles that you're beating yourself up about. I think you're beautiful. Use this eye cream. And then hopefully you feel like you're beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think beauty is very important and has a ton of value. And it's not just the superficial side note that so many people believe it to be. Yeah. It seems like, um, you know, I was going to ask you about what you tell your daughter about beauty because you call her Smurf. I do. Um, I do. I do. No, no real names on social media. She's she's a Smurf Smurf. because she's teeny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I was going to ask you, you know, what you want to communicate with her about beauty, but it sounds like you're kind of living it out for her as an example. I am trying to, and I will say I learned that a lot from my mom. I did not realize, and now I'm about to throw her under the bus here, but I didn't realize until I was an adult that my mom actually did not have good Mm self-esteem and she never had a scale in the house because she didn't ever want her daughters to see her weighing herself and obsessing Mm -hmm. and she never used the word diet and things like that and so we just lived in this happy-go-lucky world where I thought we all knew that we were beautiful (laughs) and I didn't realize that she actually had an internal struggle but that meant so much to me when Mm -hmm. I learned that and that she worked so hard not to pass that on to my sister and I and it's the same thing um, because I do, I mean, I'll put makeup on and my, both of my kids say, Oh, mommy, you look so beautiful. And so I do, I get that. Like, and they know that that's how I'm presenting myself because I'm going and doing something, but I do make it a point to tell both of them how attractive they are inside and out. And that's 
we're very conscious with her not just to say you look so beautiful we tell her when her actions are beautiful and when we're so proud of the way she's acting and her kind words and things like that and to try to edify from top to bottom Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, I think it's really funny because the other day she asked me something about she was standing. I do have a scale and she was standing <laughs> on it and um, she said something about, well, what if you get, you know, whatever the I think 300 pounds is like the highest. And she said, well, what if you what if you weighed more than that? And I said, well, it probably wouldn't be healthy and you would need to go on a diet to, um, because you would want to be healthy and your heart wouldn't be working good. And she said, well, what's a diet? I thought, oh, crap. <laughs> now I'm teaching my kid what a diet right. is and I'm trying. But, you know, so it's funny how life goes. And um, mm. it, it's just every day I do think about that. Mm. And I want to make sure she realizes what we really think about real beauty. But also let her let her enjoy some lip gloss. Let her enjoy painting her nails because it's fun. And we enjoy being feminine and in that way. Mm-hmm. It sounds like um, It sounds like you're kind of looking at that through the lens of the balance that you even talked about. Like, you know, there's we may not be able to communicate all the time the best way to, you know, I mean, I don't have any kids, but I can imagine as parents, you know, we can't, um, we have no idea how to communicate to them to where they never have self-esteem sure. issues or whatever. Sure. And they're not with us 24-7. Probably, exactly. Yeah. But it's just about that balance and always trying to kind of uplift them and um, be there for them. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go back to, I know we got a little deep there. <laughs> um, so um, it's getting warmer outside. And this is actually always the time that I struggle with most in fashion is the warmer temps. And the reason why is because I do love the layers sure. of fall and winter. Um, and uh, well, I don't want to be wearing a bunch of layers, you know, in the in right. Atlanta weather. Right. No, thank you. No, thank you. Right. So maybe what is um, one or two uh, pieces that we need to have for spring and summer this year like what are those go-to pieces more generally what I'm excited about this spring because I do think one of the reasons layers is so fun is because you have so many additional pieces so many additional ways to express yourself and to to work your outfit out and when you just have a pair of shorts and a tank top on I mean that's two pieces so Mm. (laughs) it's like works or it doesn't you know you don't have a lot of interest it can feel that way but something that um Trying not to get too deep here again. But in fashion, the political climate really actually has changed the last few seasons of fashion because in general, people are unhappy and they feel like a lot of bad things are happening in the world. And what designers have done to kind of counteract that, to meet that head on, is clothes are really extra. (laughs) Uh, They are just, what you're going to see is really bold colors and really bright prints and really fun textures. I mean, it is all there this season. And I love that, as you know. (laughs) Yes, I am all about being extra and having as much as possible. So you're going to see like the sleeve interest that we saw all winter. It's going to continue into the spring. Um, And even though it's not going to be as much velvet, there's still going to be really bold fabrics. You're going to see hot pinks and oranges. And you're probably going to see not just a really fun floral top, but there's probably going to be print mixing. And I love that because it does make it easier to express what you're feeling inside with a few pieces. And, you know, I just like happy clothes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love florals so much. I do, too. I and I always feel, them. you know, like Miranda Priestly, you know, where she's like, oh, you know, florals for spring, groundbreaking. But I love it. Yeah. I love it when the florals come out for spring. Uh-huh. It makes me happy. It makes me happy, too. Flowers always make me happy, though. Okay. So you have interviewed so many different people. Um was there like one interview that really stands out to you? Maybe one that you just learned the most or that you just, I don't know, adored talking to or? 
I will tell you, um, I thought about this because I knew ahead of time you were going to ask me this. And so I really, really, really thought um, about this question because I mean, I, I'm old. I've been doing this for a while. So I really was trying to think through everything. And it was actually not one interview, but it was two projects, the same project, two years in a row. Glamour did, um, they do a woman of the year issue every December. And two years, and now I can't remember what years they were. It was probably like 2015, 2016. They actually did what they called Hometown Heroes. And it was an online portion of the women of the year. Because that's usually, you know, it's Michelle, Bom- uh, Michelle Obama and Reese Witherspoon. It's high profile women. Um, and And this was, I did research and I found a woman from all 50 states two years in a row that just had done something really amazing, whether it was social work or um, it could be anything, just someone who kind of stood out from the crowd. And both of those years, and I interviewed all 50 of them both years. (laughs) Wow. So um, it was also incredibly gratifying um, just because of the scope of the work. But to interview these women, I mean, it's everything from women who are um, working with women who are getting out of prostitution to women who are, you know, advocates for children with cancer to women who are doing incredible tech research. Um, Just the sky's the limit. Over the course of, I mean, it was really one calendar year. Um, I interviewed 100 totally amazing women. Um, And it was also really different and neat to kind of see the culture of the United States, too, because, you know, the woman in Alaska both years was extremely different than the woman from Connecticut. And it was really, really cool and enlightening and um, inspiring because, mm-hmm. you know, these weren't women that necessarily had, um, you know, tons of financial backing or clout of any kind. It was just women like you and me who decided they needed to do something about mm-hmm. whatever was going on around them. And it was incredibly inspiring. And it's really fun because for a lot of them, since they were just, you know, regular people, I actually was finding them in so on social media. And that's how I reached out. So we're still friends on Facebook and things. So it's really fun to see what they've continued to do and how they've grown on their journeys and things. Oh, that is so cool. It was, I love that. It was amazing. Man, that's that is so inspiring. Okay, so now we're going to turn to some listener questions. Okay, I'm ready. Um, okay, so we had a couple of people um, ask about certain things. Um, and listen, if you don't follow The Heidi Rue Show on Facebook, you can do that. Just it's The Heidi Rue Show. And then on Instagram, it's just Heidi Rue. Twitter, it's Heidi Rue. Um, but if we do have guests like Emily or something, sometimes I'll say, hey, listen, do you have any questions for her? And then you can ask some of your specific questions. So Brooke had asked, so she has a tendency her face will turn like red just for different reasons. Is there anything, a product that you would recommend to combat that? Yeah, there's actually several really, really good product lines on the market now for um, redness because that's something a lot of people deal with. Clinique has their redness solutions line and there's um, moisturizer and cleanser. And so it really works from the beginning, you know, through your skincare to help everything that's going on with your skin's makeup to cause those redness flare-ups. It really helps to reduce those. And It Cosmetics, the founder of It Cosmetics, actually the reason she started her line was because she had such a problem with red skin and she kind of wanted to help that problem. So they have a line called Bye Bye Redness and it has actual makeup. There's um, a powder and I want to say, I'm almost positive a foundation definitely a concealer as well so both of those are really good and then as far as makeup goes when you see things um with different colors you know you'll see purple concealer and green concealer green combats red on the color wheel it's oh. the opposite of red so when you Think see Christmas things, yes exactly <laughs> so if you have that red you want to turn to red con- uh 
to green concealers, and those will help. Obviously, you want the skincare to kind of help your skin not get as red, but when you are facing red skin, green concealers are going to help neutralize that better than just skin-toned concealers. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So the next person that had asked a question was Jen, and she wanted to know, um, she's gotten older, so her eyelashes have gotten kind of thinner, and she really wants to make them look longer, but she doesn't want to have to wear fake lashes, you know, every day, and then she really doesn't want to necessarily do the eyelash extension. So do you have a product, maybe a mascara or makeup tip or something that she could do to help that? Yeah, there's a lot of products out there because a lot of people, I mean, eyelashes are important. Mm -hmm. Um, So from the from the ground up before we talk about makeup kind of like the skincare version of that is there are lots of kind of vitamin enriched serums that you can use um there's something called lash food there's latisse which i think was kind of the first one that people heard about that you could get at dermatologists and things um rodan and fields has their lash boost i have tried lots of different ones and they all work to various levels um some people are really happy with the results some people feel like they almost get too long and then they look spidery and weird but um, I actually used Latisse many years ago and actually started trimming my eyelashes, which seems no so way. crazy. Yes, because some were getting longer than others. And, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I mean, it's basically, you know, like miracle Grow <laughs> for grass for your lashes. But they really do work. Pretty much all of them. There's different ones that you can find at different types of stores. They really do work. They help. You put them on at night. They help your lashes grow. As soon as you stop using it, it stops because it's basically vitamins. It's nutrients for your hair. Um, But then also as far as makeup, there's Benefit has the – it's their real primer. I feel like there's another word there. It's the Benefit's their real something primer. And what I love about that is most primers are very thick. And so if you don't get it exactly right, then it can be very challenging to put the mascara over it and it can get really clumpy. But this is almost like a gel. It's very, very, very creamy. You can put it on and your lashes still behave the way they do with nothing on them. So it's going to add that extra volume and length, but it's still really easy to put your mascara on. And it's actually brown as opposed to white. So some days I will just put it on and that's all I'll use on like low makeup days. My lashes are blonde, so I don't want to look like I have nothing on, but I'll just put the primer on and it's very natural looking, but it gives me a little bit of a boost um, that I feel like I need. So both of those are really good options. And then another thing that people do, and this is like old school hack, you can actually put baby powder on your lashes, like sprinkle some baby powder, close your eyes so it doesn't get in your eyes. I have tried this and it does hurt. (laughs) Close your eyes and just sprinkle the baby powder and Mm -hmm. it actually sticks to the lashes then as you put the mascara on and it just kind of makes them look a little bit thicker. So that's like old school beauty hack. I had never heard that old school hack. It's a thing. So it's a new school hack for me. <laughs> <Okay>. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so one last question from Kate Williams. She said, this is all she said, age spots. I love it. Period. That's I it. mean, the age struggle spots. is there. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I remember like reading articles like back when I was in college or in my 20s and them talking about age spots and I and I'm like age spots what are those and then I'm in my 30s I'm like oh that's what those are well and here's the thing I think um age spots like liver spots that you see old men and old women get on their hands that's a totally different thing the age spots quote unquote that we're starting to get are honestly sunspots it's honestly sun damage so the first thing you need to do is more SPF if you don't have any SPF in your routine it's so easy now they're 
is SPF in a million moisturizers. There's SPF in makeup. Like there is no reason not to have sun protection. And that is going to help not only because if you already have an age spot, a brown spot on your face, it can get darker if it gets more sun, Mm. but also it'll help you from getting more. So that's ground zero. (laughs) Yeah. Start with SPF load it in as much as you can into your skincare routine. And then also, um, of course, there's like laser treatments and things you can do that really, really help microdermabrasion and things like that at medical spas at dermatologists' office. They, you know, there's a lot of things that it's going to take a lot of treatments, but age spots actually respond very well to those types of things. Um, And also vitamin C, Again, um, vitamin C really helps heal your skin. It's it's not going to happen overnight. It's not like, oh, that spot's gone. But it's going to help heal your skin. It's going to help brighten your skin. And that's another thing because you think, well, oh, is brightening my skin, is that just going to magnify the look of that age spot? It doesn't. It actually helps the age spots to go away um, by brightening the pigment everywhere, basically. So brightening products are going to be good. Vitamin C is going to good. be good. Use more SPF. And then, you know, of course, concealer. Yeah. Get those spots while they're there. Okay. I love it. That's great advice. Okay. So one last thing that I want to talk about before we go is uh, last year, I helped you do a little fundraiser that was so cool. It was so fun to be a part of. And, and you're it, amazing and uh, invaluable. Let me just say, uh, <laughs> my party planning so, genius. so fun. So this was a bachelor, uh, wait, was that a it was bachelor. bachelorette? No, bachelor. it was bachelor. It was last bachelor. Year it was bachelor. Yeah. Okay. Because it was Nick. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So um, that's right. So it was a bachelor viewing party, and it was to benefit Helping Mamas, which is an organization. Um, well, they have one here in Atlanta. It is. But it's then based it's here in Atlanta. Based no, here in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, anyways, and it was so much fun, and you're doing another one. We are. This, this summer, year it's right. Bachelorette. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so excited about Becca. Basically, I... Just, by the way. Okay. We, we have so much to talk about. I we know. need like three more hours of podcast. Um <laughs> Yes, I found out about Helping Mamas, and I wanted to help them somehow, and I thought, well, what do I know? And I know The Bachelor. (laughs) And I basically just had an idea for an event, and I knew that the cast members, you know, went and did things, and that there had not been an event like that in Atlanta, so we did. We had a bunch of cast members come, and it was so fun. It was so fun. We worked so hard. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Heidi and a very small crew of women just helped so much and I feel like it was so much work but it paid off the event was amazing and we just felt like we needed to do it again um because it was such a great fundraiser and it was so much fun so we're doing it again it's going to be June 18th okay um more details to come on location and all of that but it will be Monday June 18th here in Atlanta Um, this time for the Bachelorette, it's going to be a viewing party. We're going to have more new cast members. We're, we're going to have like the new crew coming in. Um, I would like to know who your wish list is, Heidi. Who oh, I will give you my wish list. <laughs> I will give you my wish list for sure. But it's it's we're very excited about it, and we kind of had the have that momentum from last year, so we have a lot of people who are excited about it, and um, it's going to be pretty amazing. That is so awesome. Would it be really bad if I? sort of one in crystal there um, okay I've I have this debate like do you want the quote-unquote villains because how much of it how much of it is you want people there that like each other and I think well are they gonna like each other or do they genuinely not like each other and it's gonna you know cause tension in the room that's because even true. like Corinne some people it's yeah. like oh I think she's so interesting but is that just gonna cause mm-hmm. tension too I wonder about that I don't I don't think personally I can handle Crystal well, I don't think I can invite her I'm uh, God bless her I love how white her teeth are yeah <laughs> but 
I just don't know that. I feel like that is like real discord. Yeah. And I just don't think we need her. No, I totally think you're right. I just, all I, I'll tell you the reason why I wanted her there. I just wanted to show her that I could imitate her. <laughs> Let me hear it. Oh so my gosh, how do you do it? Okay. So, um, Ari, I was just, um, yeah, I totally, listen, I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to be like the perfect wife because I mean, that's just, that's just who I am. Okay. And every room that you go in, I'm just gonna just drop glitter bombs. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so good. You guys, I wish you could see her face. Heidi looks like her too. All of the intonations, that was so spot on. And of course, Ari would say, I love that. I know. And move on. (laughs) That was amazing, Heidi. All right. So if people want to be able to join you on June 18th and also follow along, and I'm telling you guys, please follow Emily on Instagram. It will, I'm telling you, it's just like this, this like, insta story of knowledge that comes up in your feed it's crazy you're like oh my gosh that's how i should do my brows today oh my goodness um and it's fantastic so if people want to follow along with you just whether on your blog or social media or whatever how can they find you i am emily l foley on instagram and twitter um facebook is emily suggests that's the name of my blog i have a blog and it is just so sadly neglected it is emilysuggests.com if you want to check it out but definitely instagram is like my daily you know i update that very regularly tickets are not on sale yet for the event but do follow me and all of the information once they go on sale i will be letting you guys know about and um it's like i said it's an amazing event and the tickets are really reasonably priced it's a really fun event Um, and all the ticket sales go straight to helping mamas which they help um provide diapers and formula and very essential baby necessities to moms in need in the Atlanta area. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, thank Emily. Thank you for having Our me. faces and fashion will <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Heidi. It's so much fun. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 